Hello and welcome to the Surveyor Podcast with James Baker and John Lever. Two chartered surveyors embarking upon a social media journey, locked in a virtual room with nothing better to do than to discuss everything surveying. And something's not. Hi everyone, welcome to our latest episode of the Surveyor Podcast. We've got quite a lot of guests with us today, but before we launch into that, I'll hand over to John for a little bit of feedback. Yeah, we, we had a, um, a feedback, um, I've got to go and find it now, um, and uh, it's actually, it's one of the people in the room with us as well, so we could ask them to actually uh, give us some, so it's from Debbie, thanks Debbie for your feedback, uh, she said, a great podcast, uh, very knowledgeable presenters, she must have been talking about me James, um, makes for easy, comical, comical listening, that must be you James, uh, I liken John and James to Jerry Clarkson, and I'm assuming that was Carl Pilkington. Um, but I'm not entirely sure which is which. So we've gone with me as Clarkson and, and James as Carl. That, that's what John's gone with. I mean, I did tell him he's the miserable one. But... <laughs> no worries. But thanks for your feedback. And as always, we always remind people to feedback. Drop on to uh, servpod.com, S-U-R-V-P-O-D.com, and give us your feedback and, and tell us what you think. And if there's any other topics that we can cover, um, then, uh, then we'll certainly listen to suggestions. And we've had some really good suggestions. And I'm just going to mention in this podcast about last podcast um episode 15 um which was um uh absolutely fantastic and that was someone's suggestion where we got to meet uh with natasha and uh with dan so if you guys haven't listened to that really inspiring and a bit of fun as well my favorite story about burglarizing his brother bless him um, <laughs> absolutely cracking um so uh so yes yeah, so that was um just to kind of uh throw that out there as well that you know we've had some fantastic suggestions and this one is a great opportunity to uh, come and see what you guys are up to. So, James, do you want to kind of lead into into this and we'll hassle Sam a bit and then we can uh, open up our questions? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, we've got Sammy Nick with us today, uh, <laughs> which is going to stick. <laughs> um, so we've joined Sam's study group, which is APC study group. Do you want to uh, – we've mentioned it in some of the podcasts, Sam, but it's probably worth you just briefing um, the listeners on what the study group is. Yeah, so we've got a, a range of uh, people from different pathways that are part of a, a WhatsApp group and our Zoom call study group, which is soon to be on Zoom and uh, Teams, so we can get some practice on Teams. But we meet at least twice a week on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Tuesday, we discuss mandatory competencies, so that's a bit more open to people who aren't specific pathways. Then a Thursday, um, we discuss technical competencies to build and surveying. Um, we normally do about an hour, an hour and a half, and everybody turns up with five questions and answers and ask them to the group, which prompts discussion on guidance notes, on, on hot topics, on anything that's out uh, out there at the moment. So that's the, the, the brief description of it. Thanks, Sam. Um, John, do you want to start with firing some questions out? Yeah, okay. Um, so um, what gave um, you guys, was it just your idea, Sam, for setting up the group or was it a group thing or two of you said, hey, we ought to have a group? What, what kind of came up with the idea for the group? Um, I don't. I, I can't quite remember how it began. I, I don't think it was just myself. It was part of the Wednesday workouts, and I um, was going to those. But I work for a small practice where there's just myself and nobody else that's studying to become chartered. So I needed somebody to bounce ideas off. And I think in the early stages, there was myself, uh, Alan, guy called Tom, who's passed and disappeared, uh, Stephen, Max. Um, Avinda wasn't far behind. Mm. Alan, anyone to add? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, just, just to add to that, really, um, I think we were all thrown into the same boat uh, at one at once. Um, you know, when, when um, uh, the, the pandemic hit last year and the first lockdown, we all found ourselves working from home. And, and just as Sam says, um, in my organisation, uh, I was the only um, candidate in my position doing the APC. And it uh, and and I'd been to three or four of John's roadshows and found it a fantastic opportunity to actually start to network and meet people in a similar position to myself. And as Sam says, that's when we started to sort of form a, a small group um, that has since expanded and it's been fantastic. But I have to say, it all started with John. Um, if I hadn't attended the roadshows, I wouldn't be here now. So thank you, John. So listen to that, James. All right, listen. All, it was all my idea. Yeah, you know, I heard that as well, Fantastic. John. Fantastic. The only reason we've come yeah. to podcast this is because it was my idea. Fantastic. No, I'm, I won't take any credit for it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to score brownie points, John. But, uh, not, um, at all, not at all. No. Um, it's John, great. John shouldn't take any credit for it either because it's a bit strange yeah, to this... say that actually the pandemic actually uh, it worked to our advantage because um, I understand that John was actually, you know, um, uh, undertaking the taking the um, the road shows um, in person prior to the pandemic. And then he switched to uh, online, uh, and um, and yeah, it's I, I would I know that if if the pandemic hadn't happened, I wouldn't have been able to network as much as I have been able to, and you know, and yeah, it's been it's it's been good in that respect. It's really interesting that as well because just picking up on that exactly that point, um, we were taking the roadshows around the country, as it were, just sort of you know trying to trying to meet up and it was only going to be once or twice a month and everything and then and then we committed to saying well actually let's just do this weekly because I, I part of my reason for the road shows was um just I felt that everyone's going to start feeling a little bit lonely and um you know there's a lot of people on furlough and and stuff like that and and if we could do something that was practically you know practically free um then it would be a great opportunity to tell the truth the pandemic's been great great for us as a business because it's brought you all kicking and screaming to where we've been for the last 10 years because we've been online but the systems we were using up to 12 months ago were really clunky so now zoom and teams well we prefer zoom but zoom's come around it's revolutionized kind of the way we do things as well so so i mean you know i'm not going to take credit for this at all um it's all down to you guys because i always say you know these things are only as good as the people who get involved in them and um and i think you've done a, a starting point, job, so. I think it a starting point whereby we could then all start to network we're, we're, you know because we're all as i keep saying we're all in the same boat and it was definitely a, a starting point i mean yeah it wouldn't have happened i don't think if we hadn't have been yeah know, put in the situation that we found ourselves in back in march of last year yeah i mean we, we've heard of study groups in the past where people will have a conference call or where they've you know older system online sort of media systems you might have had in offices that cost thousands of pounds that you could talk to each other on um or just meeting up in a pub um once once a month or something so you know this absolutely as a medium has has worked perfectly so uh so no that's really good that's cool excellent james over to you mate are you gonna let me talk i was waiting for that well no i just feel i have to though <laughs> well yeah you do unfortunately don't get upset you know he's like he's like my wife if you don't do anything now as soon as we stop recording you all go it's like this i'm here all the time no i just leave as well that's what he means yeah that's true yeah 
well, you've already kind of answered some of it, Sam, but I'm assuming that you're all scattered across the country. You're not kind of all in one location. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Alan's, I think Alan's down in Cambridge. Max is London. Canal's London. Cat's up in Edinburgh. Uh, I'm in Newcastle. Stephen's London. Uh, who have I missed off? I'm not. Debbie, where are you? Whereabouts are you? Oh, mute. I, uh, sorry, yeah, I'm uh, Castle Donington, which is near Derby. Mm. Oh, just down the road from me, Debbie. That's all spread across. Yeah, being able to all get together from everywhere. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's great, though, isn't it? And you, you've, I mean, all of you probably wouldn't have really met, would you, before COVID and before the use of Zoom? No, we wouldn't. Nope. John, do you want, I'm just going to carry on talking, actually, yeah, you John. Me, yeah. you, you never um, wait for permission anyway. So, no. <laughs> so do, I, I guess, obviously, you're all at different stages of your APC journey, but it'd be interesting to hear anybody's thoughts on any concerns they might have about the APC. It's the uh, techniques for answering. Obviously, knowing the question first and the answer, but it's a technique and keeping it succinct and to the point. You know, hmm. for me, that's my main concern. And have you done a lot of Q and A practice in the group? Then is that what you kind of come together and do? I've had some lots of Q and A practice in the group, um, yeah. but it still needs quite a bit of development, I think, from my point of view. Hmm. Um, yeah, understanding the question and. No, the answer, but it's been asked, it's been asked the right questions, isn't it, really? Because that would, you know, you're going to be asked, I believe, what, 100, 120 questions? Yeah, um, on average. Yeah, about 80 to 100. What, yeah, what I'll just add, add to that is um, initially, when we started doing the Q&A sessions, we were really just sort of asking questions to level one on the um, mandatory and the core competencies. Mm. Um, I can't remember who it was. Somebody actually came up with a suggestion. It would be better to actually um, simulate uh, assessors asking questions from our summary of experience to level three. Yeah. Because let's be honest, that's what we're going to get assessed on. And yep. so what we've actually been doing is um, sending each other our summary of experiences. Oh, cool. And, yeah. And one week we may ask questions on contract administration. The next week we may ask questions on building pathology. And it's actually worked very well, personally. I found that mm. very effective. And the, but we're still carrying on with the level one Q and A sessions. Yeah, but yeah. stepping up to level three has worked. It's worked wonders. Yeah, yeah and I, I think you're right. I mean, the assessors are trained um, to um, challenge you at level three. Not all of them do, um, but that is really where they should be pitching in to start with. Um, because to tell the truth, you know, we can hear level one and level two come through a level three answer. So. So I think that's very wise. But yeah, your knowledge base is one of those things, I guess, over the, the time you've all been involved, I'm sure there's been more and more things coming up because there's always new stuff um, that comes out all the time. So that's been, I'm sure, very helpful. And again, having a collection of you with all different experience and different sort of walks of life as well and, and sort of thought processes, I'm, I'm sure has been really beneficial so okay so questioning technique great that sounds you know this is a brilliant forum and and i guess the, the other you know point of all of this is really us being able to throw this at other people to say why aren't you setting up your own groups you know because it just takes that bit of initiative it doesn't actually cost anything really does it um because you can i mean zoom even if you collected together and, and paid a pound each or something it's only 11 quid a month so you know for a proper professional version so it really doesn't cost anything to do what what other what other things so we've had questioning technique what other things are sort of challenges 
I, I was initially concerned about having um, having the ability to practice my presentation in whatever form it was going to be. So when I first enrolled, it was pre-lockdown, so it was going to be face-to-face, or my interpretation, it was going to be face-to-face, which has then changed to, to Teams now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we previously mentioned, we use Zoom in this, in this um, scenario, but we're going to try and use Teams. And Kunal practiced his presentation last week, so we're, we're trying to get up to speed with practicing our presentations as well, which was something that was was high up on my list of priorities. Yeah, and, and in practicing your, I'm going to pick on you for a minute, Kunal, for me, in practicing your presentation, what kind of came out of that? What did you learn from 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 doing it, apart from the nerves of presenting to people? Um, that was actually the first time I actually presented my um, presentation and the first time I practiced it. So I literally just finished typing it up half an hour before <laughs> we were well before i was due to come on and yeah um but i think the biggest things i learned was from what because i'm typing the the presentation i didn't realize it was so wordy on the screen Mm. and because i was concentrating on the text on in the notes rather than on the screen and then the feedback i got was that there is a bit too much um text and then also that my microphone on my laptop isn't great and i needed to potentially upgrade that mm-hmm. those are the biggest things i learned yeah and and i mean that's fantastic when when are you actually sitting just out of interest do you sit in this session or next session i'm hoping to be sitting in june i submitted in okay. on the 29th of march or oh. whenever it was um so i'm just i don't know do they do the rics say okay yeah we've looked at your documents and we're going to proceed with letting you sit or do they uh, say you've no submitted, you you're sitting. yeah they, they don't look at your documents so they leave that to the assessors so so yeah if, if you've submitted your documents successfully and they've said thanks we've received your documents you're you're going to be sitting so uh, they'll generally let you know um three weeks before whichever yes, day yeah so um so that's that's what they generally do but i mean that's i mean that's fantastic because we talk to a lot of candidates who you know you're not sitting till june and we're only just at the beginning of april really so you're already two months ahead of yourself most candidates will be thinking about writing their presentation the week before you know um and maybe even like you said you know you'd wrote you'd written it half an hour before you meant to deliver it well i'll tell you now there are some candidates out there who'll be writing it the day or two before the real deal assessment and how mad is that and yet you already found out um, a couple of the challenges um, which are already you know which you're two months ahead of the game so that's a fantastic it's opportunity it's because I learned from the issues I faced writing my summer of experiences and stuff so I started that in I think like November December time I started writing that up and then I was freaking out because I thought that my assessment was in March not my submission was in March <laughs> so I was freaking out about that and then I spoke to one of my um colleagues and he was like um no no it's not until july or june so then that alleviated that but then the biggest thing i learned was that how quick time really just creeps up by like because december january i still read i think i redrafted my summary for experiences and case study about six or seven times Mm -hmm. and i just didn't realize i'd be editing it that much so i learned from that and i was like okay let me get my presentation sorted now because 
I bet you I'm going to be changing that at least two or three times. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It's interesting. It's interesting. All the things you say are all the things I constantly say on our roadshow. And I'm sure people don't always listen. And then they all of a sudden they go, oh, no, it's really like that. You know, it's a nightmare. So, uh, yes, that's no different to 26 years ago when I sat the APC. It was still the same. Time just whistles by. And before you know, and I did a three year route then because uh, I was thicker than you lot. Um, and um, and, you know, it just took it just whistled by. Before you know it, you're sat in front of the panel going, whoa, okay, this is real. So, yeah, cool. Um, James, I, I I feel you've not said You're anything. doing all the talking again and not yeah, allowing me to up. speak. Just, it's just normal, John. I'm used to it now. I've known you for enough years. Um, so, conscious that we don't want to stick around too long and, and interrupt your study group, we'll, we'll kind of come on to last question, really. And I wondered if any of you got any top tips um, that you want to pass on. Is that in general, James, or about the APC? Well, about the APC, John. Okay, I just thought I'd APC study group, yeah. but... <laughs> found this brilliant, brilliant sort of spinach. <laughs> I mean, random top tips might be fun, you know, if anybody fancies it, but <laughs> we'll keep APC, but, you know, if somebody's got something interesting to say, just say it. Yeah, yeah that's cool, yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone got top tips about, uh, I guess, about the group again, about what you're doing here, um, or, or just general what you found works well for you with the APC, yeah? And um, these, you know, sort of question and answer groups have been really helpful. And then what I've been doing is when I've been doing my own private study, I've been recording myself asking questions mm. on like, like a little notepad thing on, on my phone. And then when I'm in my car and I'm driving, I then just play it. And then after each question, I then just pause okay. it, say the answer and then keep going like that. And that's been really helpful as well. It just gets you used to someone asking a question, even though it's yourself, and then just almost a bit more under pressure, then it gives you more chance to answer the question and word it properly without the pressure of an interview. So yeah, that's that's quite a good little... little that's idea. really clever idea. And we, we hear a lot of people actually present and record their presentation and then play that back to themselves as well. And one of the things we've um, suggested in the past as well is, is a, a PDF audio reader that reads PDFs. So you can use that. So anything, I agree with you, anything where you're traveling or you kind of, you know, you, you've got that brain power isn't necessarily being used massively, um, then those opportunities to sort of listen and, and sort of commit it to memory and stuff is, is fantastic idea. I think that's really good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. Any other any other tips? Debbie's got, Debbie's got one. Oh, hi, Debbie. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, no, today I've been going through a colleague uh, experience um, who's going through the ASOC RICS route and just going through that summary of experience made me realise I actually know a bit more than I thought I knew originally so mm. it was quite useful mm. you, know, it was, you obviously learn more when, you, when you're when going through somebody else's work and and, um, and advising them in a way don't you so yeah, that, no. that, was a, that was a help that was a help yeah. to me today oh, okay that's cool I, I tell you now I remember my assessment 26 years ago vividly and I amazed myself how much the grey matter kind of kicked in and the other percentage of your brain that allegedly you don't use. Um, given the preparation, I mean, I practiced and practiced and practiced. I spent six months getting ready for it and 10 days off before, you know, I just needed that because I'm not an academic in any way, shape or form. So, um, you know, it amazed me actually how much you do take on board. And, and I think you, you've also got to bear in mind, the APC is not just sitting that assessment. It's about making you a better surveyor. You walk out of there going, my goodness, all that stuff I now know that if you hadn't done the APC, you wouldn't have known. 
um, and that will carry you through, you know, for, for a lot more, you know, for your career and that, that mindset of learning and, and developing. Um, so it's a bit more than just an assessment. Um, and I think that's a, a really good positive as well, that it just makes you a better surveyor. Uh, and if you know your stuff and you've done enough prep, you should actually have quite a good time at the assessment. I know that sounds a bit weird, um, but, um, you know, because you, you are well prepared for it. So, no, that's cool. Surely, surely nobody comes out of the, the assessment saying, I really enjoyed that. That's never happened. I did. No. I did. That's, that's why John does APC training, because he just loves yeah. it. Yeah, I, I walked out of there going, I didn't know where I passed or not, but I walked out there on a high going, I really enjoyed that because it was talking about me for an hour. Ah, there we go. That's the, <laughs> well, we all know Anne, which you talking about. But, you know, but no, seriously, I did I did walk out of there um, really enjoying myself and um, and I found it, it really, um, really good. So, so that was cool. Cool. Okay, I've just had a thing pop up on screen actually, so um, saying that we've got ten minutes left of recording, but I don't think is there any last bits, anything you guys wanna wanna chip in because um, you know, I don't want to, we don't want to keep you from from your revision session. We can we can finish by saying if anybody listening does want to join the group, that you can find uh, find me on LinkedIn or, or speak to yourself, John, and send send the details across. Um, and the more anybody's more than welcome to join the group. It's not an exclusive club at all. We're all here to help each other. We had a we had a question on our WhatsApp group chat about um, clients' money. Client, yeah, clients paying you money up front. Um, I was just wondering if we could just run it by you to see, because from what I understand, it was a level one question, but we couldn't agree on an answer. What What was the question? Which advice would you give to a client who would like to pay for your fees in advance? No idea. <laughs> No, I do know the answer to that one. Um, you've got to be very careful with this because a lot of people think it's client's money that's being given to you. Uh, but if you read the client's money guidance, client's money is money that you are going to go and acquire on behalf of your client. So when you're taking rent on behalf of your client or um, when you're, that's generally it actually collecting rent and then you're managing the client's portfolio and that might come back in in sort of service charges and things like that. So that's client's money where you're, you're taking that. It does expressly say in the guidance, last time I read it and I'd have to go and pick it again just to make sure, but it does ex expressly suggest and state that any money given to you in advance for fees is not included as clients money okay so that's your answer yeah. thanks so go and check the guidance but last time i read it which was about three months ago that's what it said so um so yeah because that was quite interesting because we used to in qsing building surveying clients money is not really something we do um it's more for our commercial resi sort of uh, colleagues um but yeah, we used to always go, oh, but you know, if you took money from a client up front because they're going on holiday or going on business for a few months, you're going to run it and draw it down, put it in a separate account. No, that's not classed, is it? So uh, so that, that example or scenario is now dead in the water, basically. So yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So um, shall we call it a day there just to sort of finish off? I think uh, let's wrap it up there. Yeah. And then Thank you from me and James for letting us kind of impose yeah, thanks, a bit about what you guys are up to. Fantastic initiative. Um, I think you're doing a cracking job. Um, and hopefully um, once you've passed, maybe you'll stay on and help out others who are coming forward, you know, and, and sort of uh, do something do something similar. Because I think it's a, it's a really good opportunity to uh, good network as well. And, you know, to see uh, see other people coming up through uh, through the ranks. And dare I say those friendships that you're making here and now, 
you're going to be the directors and partners and CEOs of the future and you're going to have that connection because that's kind of where James and I sort of met I mean naturally James you know he's only yeah. a player but you know it, it, yeah, not quite but yeah he's his own director now yeah. He's only no, he's you're, out, you're outnumbered here, John. There's more building surveyors than anyone else. <laughs> Doesn't make and, any difference. We can all hopefully meet each other in person for the first time because at the moment we've all, <laughs> we only know each other virtually. <laughs> I know that that would be a lovely thing to do, wouldn't it? And uh, but I, you know, I, I do, I do profoundly believe. You know, I've start, I got involved with Matrix and and that sort of network thirty years ago. And James and I are, are members of various groups and clubs and things. And we, we're brushing shoulders with directors, CEOs, presidents of the institution, you know, all of these sort of things. And it's, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's who you know um, and uh, and those connections you make now. So I think that's fantastic. As as always, in good, can you guys, do you guys know how we normally finish our podcast? Just to go see if anyone's paid any attention. It's like, was it wash your hands, wash your face and? And? I'm delighted that that's that's carrying on through. If anything else, that's all it needs is for people to remember that line, and, and we'll be genuinely <laughs> happy. Thanks ever so much, guys, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again yeah, soon. Thanks for letting us come along, guys. Yeah, cheers. Hello there, and thank you for joining us for our latest episode of the Severe Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to subscribe at all your favorite podcast providers, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so on. Also on Twitter and Instagram, at SurfPod, that's S-U-R-V-P-O-D. You can also get us on YouTube, click the subscribe button, and don't forget to click the little bell. and tells you when we post our latest content, and on our webpage, SurfPod.com. Don't forget to leave us your reviews, comments, suggestions, and of course, any questions. And finally, if you want to come along, join us at a future episode of the Surveyor Podcast, send us an email to servepod at gmail.com. If you like what you see in here, tell your friends, let's put surveying on the map. Stay safe, wash your hands, and don't lick any strangers. Bye-bye for now. The Surveyor Podcast is a copyright deliver and invoice limited production. We suggest you come up with your own ideas and not copy ours. Thank you. Catch you again soon. Bye-bye.